0: right hope everybody is having a good wednesday it's not just any old boring wednesday in uh, july because if it's a boring wednesday you're not sitting on the field of the most iconic crazy circus brand in the nfl but that's exactly where we are sitting today because we're at jerry world baby in fact They even put us just in the end zone. We are already scoring on Chad and Zay. We're going to tell you about Big 12 Media Days and see if we can uh, get you all kinds of information today and maybe some cool interviews as well. Uh, Let's go. Chad and Zay with you. I'm Chad Hastings, and he is the one and only and ready for a season, Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? Chad, what's
1: popping? Great to be here. Big 12 Media Days. My first time at Jerry World. It's a beautiful place here.
0: Very impressed. Dude, we're sitting in the end zone. Oh, man, so dope. Realize that we're sitting... Like lined up with the Y in Cowboys. Yeah. In an end zone.
1: Yeah, this should be the spot where Tony Pollard has at least 15 touchdowns.
0: Oh, I like that idea. You like that? I like that idea. At, at least. At least. No, oh, no, no. minimum. That's a minimum. <laughs> I like that over. Let me go over on 15 <laughs> times into the end zone for Tony Pollard. That would be excellent. Uh, Big 12 media days cranked up a little bit earlier. If you've been listening, you have heard from all kinds of Longhorn folks. In fact, how about this? For the first time ever since – We have been covering Big 12 media days. The station was able to get the head coach and all players on the air in one show. Amazing. That is what Light the Tower pulled off today. And that also helps when they told us that the window for Texas, hey, 10 to 1030. When I saw that, I thought, okay. They'll walk right to Craig Way and at least get a Sark, and then it just kept coming. They had Sark, followed by the clean-cut, leaner, meaner Quinn Ewers. Oh, he looks good. Got the cowboy boots and everything. Absolutely. He looks ready. Do, and you know what? A little bit more of a, one of those guys that, that, that feels like when you see him in person, you're like, whoa, it's a big dude. Oh, yeah. That's a big dude. Yeah. Uh, he looks really good. And then follow that up with his roommate and buddy, Xavier Worthy. Follow that up with Whittington, and then by the end of the show, they talk to both defensive guys, too.
1: Yo, amazing. Absolutely great interviews. Catch that on Light the Tower HornFM.com, where you find the rest of our podcast post. And, yeah, seeing Sark, he looked confident and – Texas Longhorns, all the circus that you mentioned that's going on around yeah. here, they got a huge bullseye on their back because everybody knows what that roster is bringing. Everybody knows what the media said about picking them to win the conference, and it's very exciting. So, yeah, you got to embrace that. Yeah bullseye on your back oh. and it seems like this texas Longhorns team is doing that
0: it's always so much fun to be here get to see some people in the business that we know and uh talk to them i just introduced you to Nui scruggs yeah one of my favorite guys in all of sports They're and a great guy I, and i was dumb enough to ask him to do the shack impersonation because it's my favorite it was a pretty damn good oh, show it's right? way better
1: than mine oh dude He's way better than mine
0: I, I, it's just it, it's incredible love newey scruggs from nbc5 in dallas we've had him on uh, on the shows plenty of times so uh, as we sit here again on the the field, they are getting ready for Brett Yormark, the commissioner of the Big 12, and I think he may be already speaking a little bit to the people. Uh, our man Jack Farrell is watching things back in the studio. Jack, can we, can we bring the? Oh, he's just pacing back and forth. Brett Yormark, can we bring the people a little? Brett Yormark, and see how confident he sounds today. The commish, come on, commish.
2: Fancy suit. Our nine baseball playing programs in the NCAA postseason. We were well represented in this year's NFL Draft. 30 players selected, plus 10 from our incoming members. The Big 12 was the only conference to have at least half of its teams produce a first round pick with six total first round selections. Through the course of the athletic year, conference teams won four national championships. Additionally, Big 12 student athletes claimed 23 individual national titles. As many of you know, when I took this job, I did not have a background in college athletics. I relied on the advice and guidance of many people that helped coach me through my first year. And heading into year two, I still have a lot to learn. One of the steadiest hands that has helped me along the way his former Big 12 commissioner, Bob Bowlesby. He has left a lasting legacy, not only for this conference, but for college athletics. And in recognition of his contributions, the Big 12 Board of Directors established the Bob Bowlsby Award. The award will be presented annually as selected by the conference's athletics directors to the top female and male athletes of the Big 12. As the conference's highest honor, it is presented to the male and female athlete that best represents the characteristics of leadership and excellence on and off the field of competition. This year's winners of the inaugural Bob Bowlesby Award are Ashley Jones, Iowa State women's basketball, and Max Duggan, TCU football. Let's give them both a big hand. Each will be formally recognized by Bob and presented with their award at a home game this season. In addition to the great success we've had on the field, we've also built tremendous momentum off it. We have accomplished a lot over the last 11 plus months. Everything we did could not have been accomplished without the incredible support of a lot of people. I'm so fortunate to have a great staff at the Big 12. And I also appreciate the support of the conference's four governance groups, presidents, ADs, which many are here today, and thank you guys for your incredible support, FARs, and SWAs. I would like to thank outgoing Board of Directors Chair Lawrence Skuvenek for his guidance, support, his wisdom, and most importantly, for his incredible friendship. And I'd also like to welcome incoming board chair, Linda Livingstone. Let's not forget, during last year's Media Days event, I announced that the Big 12 was open for business. Since then, we've jumped ahead of the line and extended TV agreements with existing partners through 2031, creating tremendous stability and clarity for this conference. We accelerated Texas and OU withdrawal, which was a win-win for all parties. We completed an organizational redesign. We formed a business advisory board made up of some of the finest C-level executives in this country. We announced Big 12 Pro Day with our partner, the NFL. We hosted our first ever business summit, which was a collaboration among our member institutions to share best practices. We announced Big 12 Mexico. We brought our commercial business in-house. We introduced enhancements to our championship events throughout the year by tapping into influencers, connecting with culture, and establishing premium offerings all while driving incremental revenue for our member institutions. We have reconnected and galvanized.
0: Brett Yormark, the Big 12 commissioner, thought we'd give you a little bit of that. He did get to that brag involving Texas and Oklahoma. Interesting way to say it there, Yeah, a, win-win for everybody. The win-win. I mean, I, I agree. We talked about it. Do you really want I, – I asked people here last year, do you all really want to come back here twice? You really want to come back here twice as lame ducks? One time is one thing, but – that thankfully, it doesn't have to happen next year. So I agree with where he's going there. And, Zay, I've just got to tell you, we need to make sure we are giving the people the full vibe. Because even though he just talked about a Bob Bowlesby award, he's doing something Bob Bowlesby never thought of doing. Standing on that stage in a suit, he's just pacing back and forth like he's you know, Steve Jobs trying to pump up some computer nerds. Right. He, is, he is laying out all the stuff. He is a confident man just like he was last year, but he feels even more confident this year. Well, I
1: know you're a big-time Beverly Hills Cop fan. <laughs> Brett, your mark looks like the villain from Beverly Hills Cop, the Bog. <laughs> <laughs> where Eddie just walked up in there and he didn't give a damn if they were eating or not and he threw the bodyguard against the tray of all the food and stuff like that. <laughs> Brett, your mark he looks like a villain right now and to a lot of Texas fans he might be a villain but yeah, they're not done even though they got UCF, Cincinnati BYU and Houston in the mix with Texas and OU leaving we know they're not done. You hear the rumblings around the Pac-12 what teams could fall to them and Yep, he's going to be really aggressive. He's going to be a Aggressive basketball-wise, looking at somebody like a Gonzaga. You hear about San Diego State. So, yeah, Brett Yormark at the Big 12, even though it will be 12 in the 2024 season, they're not good with that. They're not cool with that. They're trying to get as many as possible. And, yeah, you got to be aggressive this age of college sports.
0: So are you telling me that Brett Yormark's getting his Victor Maitland on right now? That's it, Victor Maitland. Little Victor Maitland? (laughs) Does that mean he's calling somebody on a secret phone saying, Texas and OU are on the grounds? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I never thought of Victor Maitland. That's fantastic. All right, so Brett Yormark is going Victor Maitland on that stage right now, laying it out for the Big 12. In terms of the schedule today, we told you that the Texas players and Steve Sarkeesian were able to go on with light the tower. So in our little window here, they got Brett Yormark now. They want everybody focused on him. Come on uh, about 1.30 to 2 o'clock. That window is supposed to be Oklahoma State, and we think that's Oklahoma State players. Uh, And then 2.30 to 3, BYU. Players and maybe the coach. We'd love to talk to Coach Sataki if we can. One of those new members of the B of B, uh, you know, m- new members of the Big Twelve this year. Uh, BYU and Houston are the two uh, that are here today. Coach Holgerson was making the rounds earlier. We did talk to Sonny Dykes and ask the question, and he may come back over here and talk to us. We talked to him last year's day, and it was you know year one for him. I asked him about going across the the skittle the skittle the skillet rivalry from SMU to TCU and. Uh, Heck of a year one. Yeah. For Sonny Dykes.
1: Yeah, to say the least. It's going to be an interesting year, too, for him. Because all the guys that he had go to the NFL draft from Max Duggan to Quentin Johnston. You think about Hodges, Tomlinson. He had a lot of studs there. And it's going to be tough to replace. But, hey, Chandler Morris, he was supposed to be the starter in 2022. Mm -hmm. We know what happened there. And if he could come back and be that guy that a lot of people think he can, then, hey, I'm kind of with you. TCU can make some noise this year and surprise a lot of folks.
2: Yeah,
0: they're an interesting team to me. Certainly, here's the way I'll say it. Of the teams we're dealing with today... Because K-State is tomorrow, because Oklahoma is tomorrow, I think the next most dangerous team to pay attention to outside of Texas is TCU. Of this group today, I'll give him the respect to say it's them. By the way, back to the respect for Brett Yormark, a.k.a. Victor Maitland. He's got a hype video going now for the Big 12 to let everybody know what his conference is pulling off. Uh, Brett Yormark flexing before his Big 12 media right now.
1: Yeah, solid hype video uh, on the last clip that I saw, I saw a little Kevin Durant, Vince Young. Got to have a few greats. Robert Griffin the Third, you yeah. know, definitely and a few greats up
0: there. And remember some of the history. Isn't your mark the guy that had history with, like, Las Vegas and some prize fighting and stuff? Isn't that him? No, he's the one that had the history. He had a little bit of Vegas history, but didn't he? He also worked with. Um, didn't he work with Jay Z at some point? Oh yeah, that's that was right. a part of the yeah. Rock Nation, Nation thing at one point.
1: Barclays, worked in the NBA. There you go.
0: Worked in the NBA and and had that. Again, he walked in last year with a cool slick feel to him, and he's got it going on today as well with the Big Twelve. So obviously, fourteen teams in this year's Big Twelve. Now let's lay out the first indication <laughs> that Texas and OU are headed to the SEC. Y'all know that the crap bag is going to let you know all the little details. My OCD takes over when I get to a place like this. I already pointed this out to Zay. We've already gotten his thoughts on a video we'll put out, but I'll get him Chad
1: to. Shad trying to start stuff, y'all. Y'all know I
0: like to. No, I'm not trying to start stuff. I'm just laying out the facts, and y'all do with it what you will. Texas fans, here's the story. Off to the left where we sit, and everything is down on one end. We're in this end zone. They put all the media down here. There's stuff kind of in the middle where your mark is now, but basically everything's down on our end of the field. And right over to our left is where the breakout sessions are going to be this afternoon, and it starts with TCU. Makes sense. They played for the Big 12 Championship Trophy, which is out in front of us. They played for the Natty Trophy, which is also out in front of us on the field. Then it's the two newbies, Houston and BYU. I know you're wondering, Longhorn fans, where are you? Well, you're not at the 50 because that's where Baylor is. All the way down at the other 15-yard line, That's where Texas is, all the way down by where the media meal is being served. So, Zay, in case you need a little more chip on that shoulder about how they're treating you here with the Big 12 last run, they put you all the way down at the other end. By the food. By the food.
1: We're the closest to the food. so I don't think it's as bad as you're talking about.
0: You think they did that on purpose? Yeah. Do you think Quinn Ewers and... And X and Ford asked well, I, him to I get heard, us by the footer. I heard
1: Quinn Ewers talking to Craig and Jeff Howe about his diet. So he might have to take it easy a yeah. little bit. We saw, you saw the bodies with the quarterbacks, though. Like, that, the diet's right right now. You can't go crazy like you and I will be yes. when we hit that buffet a- later on.
0: Absolutely. By the way, Quinn's looking really good. Oh, looking sharp. Just lean and mean and get taller than you think, a little more of a presence. Got yeah. that lean, mean thing going on. By the way, let's stop right there because Quinn Ewers did mention today, great interview with Craig and Jeff. He mentioned, Craig said, what have you been staying away from? He said, I've been staying away from Chick-fil-A. Oh, got to stay away man, from it. Man, that's tough. Okay, Quinn, let me give you a little coaching here. I wasn't able to coach him now. I'm telling you now, Mr. Ewers, it's not that you need to stay away from Chick-fil-A. You just got to know where to go on that menu. You got to stay away from number one, and you got to stay away from that fried stuff. Two things, though, that I still hit at Chick-fil-A, and I can still keep some weight under control. Remember, they've got grilled nuggets. The
1: grilled nuggets are on point.
0: Rod Babers has made fun of them in the past, but they are fantastic. Rod Babers likes to talk about the bigoted bites of joy the grilled version is unbelievable plus Number eight on that menu is a grilled wrap. Have you know about numbers? I get the number eight. I take the tortilla off and do it as a lettuce wrap and add that avocado lime dressing. You're good, Quinn Ewers. Okay. Don't get a soda. I'll go Powerade or maybe go water or lemonade. Don't go with the soda, obviously. But I didn't want to, I didn't want Chick Fil A to come out of this as the bad guy. They've got good stuff. Quinn just needs to go over. He needs to go to the second and third read. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There we go. He went with the hot route. Yeah, and we
1: know he struggled with that a little bit last year. Right. No, the first read right. I need him completely to completely look at right. that first read which is most of the time Xavier worthy Let's look at the second and third. I'm with you there.
0: Let's extend it to a football analogy because for me, that number eight combo and the grilled nuggets, that's Jatavian Sanders going wide open up the seam. Nobody's <laughs> thinking about it and then boom, it's a fantastic meal. So shout out to Chick-fil-A and shout out to Quinn Ewers. He is looking good today. So Texas is set up all the way down there to end, ready to go on the 15-yard line. Uh, we'll, we'll get some of the breakout sessions later today. Uh, and by the way, we are hoping in terms of the Texas side of things, we're hoping uh, to grab Xavier Worthy for Rod and Harge later on today. Probably in the 4 o'clock hour, because there's going to be breakout stuff, so we'll just see what we can get with the guys in Sark. But those breakouts are interesting. Uh, and Zay, you'll see it. They're going to line up coaches and players all down this run, and you can just walk from one to the other to the other and listen to the conversations that are being had. If you want to jump in and ask a question, you get to do that. But it's everything from NIL to X's and O's to who's your quarterback going to be. It gets pretty wild in those sessions, but uh, a lot of information coming out
1: yeah absolutely and you see a lot of great looking athletes out here i just saw jared wiley and the tcu crew jared wiley looks like he's about 6'9 that's lo- a big dude playing tight end that's 6'7 that they put on there i don't know if that's accurate because he looks like he got me about six or seven inches uh-huh. and i'm a solid six four myself
0: that's a guy i'd like to talk to man i'd like to talk to him that tcu crew looks impressive they do they look impressive and to me again if i was their hype man i would be Pounding them in the weight room with the with the number five picking the Big 12. They're disrespecting you. They're not giving you your love, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, And again, when you look at that schedule, I was talking to we were I was talking to uh, one of our guys about TCU Colorado. We have an insider. I won't give up a name, but we have an insider that keeps up with Colorado stuff. And what I'm understanding, Zay, (laughs) even if this story is not true, I love it and I'm gonna spread it like it's true because it's awesome. It's good drama. Supposedly. Sonny Dykes and the TCU horn Frogs have some feelings about Deion Sanders. What? Supposedly, there's at least one player on the TCU team that transferred from Jackson State. And there's some things that Dion did on the exit that they weren't thrilled about. Some petty stuff. You're a fan of petty Love sometimes. Well petty. petty.
1: You need petty in life.
0: But when you're the coach and the guy's transferring, maybe don't throw petty on him. Nah. Especially when you're leaving too.
1: Nah, it's prom time.
0: So apparently TCU's extra focused on that game in Fort Worth uh, from Colorado. But I'll still keep throwing it out. Their games after that are Nichols at Houston, SMU, West Virginia. Anybody think they're losing those? Okay. Then they go to Iowa State, they host BYU, and then it's October 21st at K-State. If they got through that one and won the purple battle, they'd be 8-0 getting ready for Lubbock, then host Texas and Baylor at Oklahoma. I'm just Pointing it out. Don't forget about the Frogs. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. But with Chandler Morris at quarterback, we'll keep saying it. Kendall, Bryles, enter at OC. It's not like you're replacing your. You – know, you you're not replacing Riley with nobody. The Bryles, say what you will about one member of that Bryles family. The one thing you can say about them, Zay, they know offense. They'll make you defend every blade of grass, like they always love to say. And I just don't think Sonny Dykes and that crew are falling off that far.
1: Yeah, and you think about the guys that they're replacing on the offensive end. You think about Quentin Johnston, who is probably going to be the third wide receiver for the Los Angeles Chargers up this upcoming year. I think he's going to have a really good rookie year. You think about Savion Williams replacing him, another six-five wide receiver. See if Tim and Chandler Morris have a great chemistry there. And then Kendra Miller. What he brought to the team last year, think about him not playing in the championship game, even though they got a ass whoop. Yeah. Him not playing in the championship game probably changed a lot about how they went about their offense and definitely made it a lot easier for Kirby Smart and that Georgia team to focus in on Max Duggan and the rest of those guys. Can they bring in Trey Sanders, the former five-star recruit from Alabama? Can he come in and give you what Kendra Miller did last year? Because we know a big part of TCU's game is running the football, we saw Max Duggan he was able to run the football can Chandler Morris bring a little bit of that dynamic to it, or is he just an arm guy, we will see, but yeah, TCU, they have a huge chip on their shoulder, them being the reigning well, not even the reigning champs, but them getting to the big, uh, getting to the championship college football national championship
0: Zay, before we hit the break i'm going to be the smart ass georgia fan responding to you so uh isaiah are you saying it would have been 65 21 if kendra <laughs> Miller plays is that what you're saying i say 65 28 dogs would have been so 65 okay just making sure that. Yeah, just yeah, make yeah, sure. yeah 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 okay uh yeah, TCU one of the big dogs here today. By the way, apparently all the mascots were required to show up because yeah. I just saw the Sooners. What, what what's the Sooner mascot doing here today? What's that? Yeah,
1: why is he here? Uh, well, okay, you know, looking at these mascots, that Cincinnati Bearcat's big as hell. We're talking about Jared Wiley just now.
0: He re- yeah,
1: like I get it. Y'all are basketball school too, but also that did, dude, he's did you towering check out, over everybody? Did
0: you check out Cosmo the mascot for BYU? I wouldn't mess with Cosmo either. Right over here on the left-hand side in the blue, see Cosmo. Yeah, dude, Cosmo looks Cosmo like Cosmo looks fit. Cosmo looks like he could go. By yeah. the way, in case you're interested in your mascots, be looking for the videos. I played cornhole against Nitro, the UCF mascot, and got embarrassed. Uh, spoiler alert: I interviewed. I did a little. We did a little deal with Hookem. Uh, about what Hookham's excited about. And I did a one-on-one investigative report with Pistol Pete trying to get some information from Oklahoma State. Okay. Hard-hitting journalism. That's what I provide. That's forgot. what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? That's what we do
1: here at the That Hall. is what we provide. Exactly.
0: All right, coming up, more Big 12 Media Day stuff. We'll try to touch. Uh, I have not seen Justin Wells yet. I've seen a couple of the other Inside Texas guys. I go see if Justin Wells is here. Uh, I think we could probably squeeze him in at the normal time at 1 right before Sonny Dykes talks on the podium. Uh, at 115 so we'll try to do that a little bit later on we got some other things to get into today as well i know it's big 12 media days i gotta get zay's thoughts on the official new rules in the nba and how they'll probably screw those up we'll get to that but we'll also keep talking big 12 media days including texas including tcu and some others we are live at jerry world and this is the horn Secretly, secretly, this is the song that's in every team's head except Texas and OU for Big 12 Media Days. Secretly, they've all got this in their head. They're just sad. They're sad because the circus and the Sooners are leaving them. Nah, eh, maybe not. Uh, Chad and Zay back at Big 12 Media Days. Let's thank uh, all the technical folks real quick. Uh, first off, Jack Farrell has been producing uh, today and will produce for us today. We appreciate all Jack's great work today. Thanks to Derek, thanks to Jacob, and thanks to Cameron Parker on this end of things for making sure we're set up. Also, shout out to that UT uh, SID staff for lining up Sark and Ewers and X and Whittington. And then the two defensive guys all in inside the Lights of Tower show today. We do appreciate that, and we appreciate all the work that they're doing, the other SIDs that are trying to get uh, stuff done. We may get to talk to Sonny Dykes before he hits the, the podium, and uh, was definitely an interesting guy to talk to last year. We also, Zay, just saw a really emotional moment right over here on the oh, field. It was so deep, You pointed it out to me. Uh, I saw you getting a little emotional, I and I thought, I, what's wrong with Zay? I, 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 I almost tell him, teared up. What did you see?
1: Just saw the Pokies, Oklahoma State mascot, and the Oklahoma mascot, wherever the hell that is, take a picture together for Mm. one of the few last times because we will not see that matchup anymore after this season.
0: When we showed up last year, Mike Gundy sat right over there in a breakout session and just real matter of fact said, "Uh, fellas, it's, it's over. Yeah. That's not happening. Somebody asked it like it was a possibility. He's like, no, 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 that's not happening. i not even trying to get it back together. When I was eating lunch while ago, there was a guy that covers Oklahoma State. I was trying to get his thoughts on the team and different things. I asked about Bedlam, and I said, what's the percentages you think of the team? Fans that care, fans that don't, fans that want to. He said he thinks it's 50-50 for both. He thinks it's like a coin flip for both teams. And I thought, after watching the Longhorns and Aggies. That's
1: exactly what I was thinking. Right.
0: After watching some Longhorns and Aggies try to convince us they didn't care about each other, I'm like, come on, y'all. Y'all need to get back together. Yeah. At some point, I think Oklahoma needs to step up and be Florida. Right? Be Florida. Be a badass Big Brother State school and say, you know what? Bring on that SEC schedule and we'll play our state rival.
1: Yeah, that game's so much fun. Mike Gundy actually just walked past us. Do you like Gundy Scruff? I do. He has the scruff, a little gray beard with the, you know, with the mullet lined up. He looks smooth today.
0: Salt and pepper Gundy is awesome. I love it. I love Gundy's look every year. He's got a perfectly reasonable mullet level going on.
1: Yeah. It's he, not out of control.
0: Nope. Perfectly, perfectly reasonable there. And you're right, he's adding the scruff, the salt and pepper scruff. I love listening to him talk football. He's my favorite guy at the breakout session later. So I'm gonna check out some Sark. Don't get me wrong, Texas fans. We're gonna check out Sark and those players. But I can't wait to hear from Gundy. I want to hear, does he have an NIL blast ready? Does he have, you know, like, you know, in the SEC, they've been taking their shots at A&M, right? Or it's A&M in Miami and USC. For Nick Saban, it's A&M in Texas and USC. Uh, I wonder if Mike Gundy's got a shot for anybody. Like, if somebody asks him about NIL, does he take a shot at the Sooners? Or is he taking a shot somewhere else? Or does he have some brand new idea about you know? Well, you're saying
1: Mike how Gundy things gets petty work. sometimes? Yeah. He get it's, petty? It's oh, interesting. And
0: it's awesome. <laughs> it's it is my favorite thing to see sometimes at Big Twelve Media Days is Mike Gundy going where you love for people to go. Yes, going to the petty. Going to the pettiness. Uh, Big Twelve Media Days rolling on here. It was also cool to see for all you Houston fans that might be listening. I saw their mascot standing there and the name on the back of that jersey, Zay says Shasta. Huh. When I was growing up, and Houston is in the Southwest Conference, they had a live cougar named Shasta. It's like, a live cougar? A live cougar. And they used to pull the LSU thing where they would put him in a cage right. next to the field to freak the other team out. Uh, but I remember going to a Houston A&M game where on the cover they had like an Aggie player and Shasta doing a little, you know, little bit. But, I mean, it was a legit, full-grown mountain lion that they had. So I'm hoping that they they still have. Houston fans, you can let us know. We do have access to the Specs text line today, 337-3776. Is there still a live, full-grown Shasta? And if not, is one being grown right now? Because if Mike the Tiger can still exist at LSU, y'all can certainly have Shasta.
1: Yeah, Shasta, man, University of Houston, still in the ghetto. So Shasta, (laughs) it might might be a little different. Be careful if you try to go approach Shasta because that might be a different type of cat. I'm just saying.
0: I see what you're saying. Yeah, you got to watch out. A little different, a little <laughs> bit different with Shasta. Yeah, we will see. Uh, we'll see if that is uh, if that is still the case. So uh, we're going through obviously a lot of stuff today. If uh, if you didn't get the lineup, you got Texas, TCU. We've talked about. We mentioned Houston, Baylor is here, Kansas, Oklahoma State, BYU as well. In fact, uh, I missed it earlier because I was uh, losing to cornhole uh, for, to, to the UCF mascot. But David, that's yeah, I- kind of embarrassing. The UCF mascot, the night can't even see. Yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. Uh, He's effectively a black at all. He's effectively blind, and he beat me at cornhole. It's (laughs) terrible. It's it's terrible. It is awful. Uh, and I don't have any excuses. Like my little allergy thing didn't even take over. You know, the thing with my eyes that happens, yeah. like, water and eyes. We The dry eyes didn't even happen to me there. It was terrible. Uh, but uh, Dave Aranda came over and talked to, to Craig and Jeff as well. Baylor is here. That's another team that I think is, I wouldn't put them right there with Texas, but coming off, I know it was 6-7, and seven, but they, they bring back 12 total, 7 on offense. I like shaping. What do you think of Blake shaping? I've heard people say there's not enough evidence for him yet yeah I really love that. The beginning was great, but then some people doubt him. Where are you on Shapin and Baylor?
1: Yeah, in 2022, he had 18 touchdowns and 10 interceptions, and you don't like that ratio. But, hey, when you have the confidence of your coach who said in spring camp he is the starter, now you're not thinking about Sawyer Robinson, the Mississippi State transfer coming in, I think Shapin has a lot of potential. At the end of the day, Dave Aranda wants to run the football, and if they can run the football with God, Guys like Richard Reese, who had 14 touchdowns as a freshman, breaking the record, then they're going to be a tough team. I mean, we know Dave Aranda, he did not hit the portal like he should have in 2022. In 2023, Baylor shouldn't have those problems. He hit the portal very well, and he brought guys in that fit his culture, that fit his system. So even though he's soft-spoken, he's tough as nails, and I think Baylor's going to be a very good team. Chad, peep game on this. They have eight home games this year. Oh, okay. It's a record for Baylor. They've never had that many home games. Yeah, I would imagine. So... At McLean Stadium, it should be rocking, and they Mm -hmm. should use that home field advantage to their advantage. And if they do that, they can surprise a lot of teams in the Big 12 this year. But at the end of the day, it's all on shaping. He has to improve that ratio. Again, 18 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. That is not going to cut it in the Big 12. If he improves that, look out for the Bears.
0: Yeah, and that's that's a great point, talking about that home schedule. In addition to that, you don't play either Oklahoma school, and you don't play Kansas, which is important this year. Not that Kansas is going to be a world beater, but they're going to be dangerous. A lot of people feel they don't have to mess with Kansas. They don't get BYU, but they also don't get Oklahoma or Oklahoma State. Uh, and yeah, you point—that's a great, great point. Eight home games. Start with four, and the fourth one's the most important. Can Baylor start their conference schedule by beating Texas? Yeah. Because Texas is going to try to make that noise, obviously, two weeks before that. They're going to try to make the noise on September 9th, try to go to Tuscaloosa and get that win. Zay, even if they do it, Baylor has a chance to shut every discussion about the long, not shut it all up, but really change the discussion. About the Longhorns, because if Texas is riding high, coming into Waco, not paying attention, maybe looking forward to the role of, oh, if they get by Kansas and OU, say they could be this and they could be that. And Dave Aranda's waiting with that running game. That's a massive day, September
1: 23rd. Yeah, and sometimes the best offense is keeping Quinn yours and that high-powered offense that we expect to see in 2023 off the field. Like, all the guys that you got coming in from A.D. Mitchell, you hope Isaiah Nair could get out there, and hopefully he's 100%. But you heard Xavier Worthy today, Jordan Whittington, both of those guys. With Craig and Jeff, they're ready to go. Like, this offense should be high power to where they're scoring almost 40 points a game. Like, there should be no excuse to not put up those numbers, but it all depends on Steve Sarkeesian's play calling. And, yeah, keeping those guys off the field so they can't score no points, Points. That's going to be. Oh, here we go. Oh, here, here comes the Sooner mascot. mascot. The Sooner no. mascot wants <laughs> to have a discussion.
0: <laughs> there, Yeah, okay. Yeah, there it is.
1: I never noticed the uh, blue eyes on him.
0: He does, have, he does have blue eyes. Yeah. Beautiful blue eyes, I will uh, say. I don't know if they're beautiful. beautiful. blue eyes. Because you know what? That. Let, me, let, me, let me give him this love. He has walked all the way over here. He has shown us his beautiful eyes. He did turn his back on us, but we have yet to see that famous hand gesture. It uh, has not happened true. yet. That's true. The hand gesture has not happened. Yeah, it's
1: been very respectful. I'm so- oh, oh, okay. No, there it is. Do, see? Yeah, you know what? Gubs.
0: You know what? He's going positive. He's going with the positive OU yeah. instead of making it a negative yeah. Texas thing. I'm going to give you a little depth. That's I, very I, well I, I done. I can't. I can't. Can't do he it. Can't, do I it? can't do it. He I'm can't sorry. do it. I will. I'm sorry. That, that's good though. If you be good. against
1: the grain. I wouldn't be able to get back to austin <laughs> if I tapped you up.
0: There you go. There's oh. this. Oh, I see. You tried to turn the helmet upside down. Security tried to throw you out, so now you're trying to make it up. I get it. I get it. That, that's good. Yeah. Yes, the uh, the Sooner mascot coming to uh, to say hello. You know,
1: Michael Jordan hasn't done many bad things besides gambling, but given his brand to <laughs> Oklahoma, that might be another one.
0: Oh no, that's I've, terrible. I
1: love Michael Jordan. He's named after the man. He's my dude, but that's a bad look.
0: Oh my goodness, that is it.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm just a hater. That's all
0: right. We're sorry, Boomer. We're not. We're not trying to be. We're not trying to be mean to you. Boomer's here. Boomer's yeah. here trying to give us love, trying to give us the Taylor Swift, like, hard hand sign. Is that who gets credit for that? Who did that first? The hard hand sign? from? What?
1: We're giving that to Taylor Swift? Was that Taylor? Or- I know she's done a lot, but the hard hand sign, I'm pretty sure that's... Who did that first? Somebody, probably circa 65. Go
0: way back? Well, yeah. you're going all the way back then? I mean, what? A lot of people had love
1: back in the day before Taylor. We what? can't give Taylor that much credit.
0: What, are you saying it was like Linda Ronstadt? <laughs> I mean, like,
1: what do you mean? Like, <laughs> in the 60s, there was a psychedelic love being given? I'm just saying, I think we give... Uh, Taylor Swift a little bit too much credit. Okay. Have you seen the clip where she looks like a linebacker, and she's like, you know, on the ball of her toes, and they call that dancing and stuff? I don't know how Taylor's so big. She's finessing everybody. Look at you. Look yeah, at I'm you. on my hater stuff today. That yeah, bad, you are. That was a bad move sooner coming over here. Yeah.
0: Do not, do, do not have a discussion with my daughter about Taylor Swift. Please. Please. We don't need you. We don't need you and my and my kid get into a yelling match. That would be That would be tough. Alright, so thanks to, I guess Thanks to Boomer for coming to say hi to us. No upside-down Longhorn. I was surprised. All right, coming up, a little bit of crab bag for you. I want to get Zay's thoughts on flopping in the NBA. I'm sure they'll, I'm sure they'll do that the right way. No problem. Uh, and we'll try to check in with Justin Wells at 1 o'clock like we normally do. Coaches stuff coming up. Sonny Dykes at 115, certainly from the podium. We may visit with him, too. We'll see who we can grab at Big 12 Media Days. We're at Jerry World on the field, and that's pretty damn cool, on the horn. no. All right, not just an ordinary Wednesday in July when Jerry World opens it up. To the Big 12 and four new members coming into coming into the conference. Two of them show up today, but all mascots are here today. We're having a lot of fun at Big 12 Media Days. Chad and Zay with you live from the field here at Jerry World. During the break, we are watching the mascot. Just imagine if mascots are doing like you know the fight face off before a UFC or boxing big big fight or whatever. They're just kind of doing that, facing off, doing little videos and stuff. Zay, you have been able to determine which mascot you feel like is the best overall athlete. Who is it? Yeah, Cosmo,
1: BYU mascot, the Cougar. So athletic. If you've seen the dancing videos, check it out. Did he just do a jump split? Oh, I've seen him do some crazy stuff. What was that? He gets down. Yeah, there might be a brother in that suit. I wouldn't be surprised one bit. Now, one thing I've always been confused about, Chad, is Willie the Kansas State Wildcat. Yes. Because I feel like everybody would be thrown off if Willie came up in here. It's just the Wildcat helmet slash whatever mascot head. Right. And then it's just a white dude in pads. Exactly. No, like,
0: that that's the beauty of Willie. Willie is, we're going to go giant head, but the rest of it is just like rando slot receiver. Like, what if Willie came out with Bernie Mac's complexion? Would
1: that just <laughs> Alter everything here at Big 12 Media Day. Will we all be rattled?
0: You know what? Now that's an interesting question. We've had in history, the history of college football. There was a. Remember, it was a big deal when Notre Dame had their first black leprechaun. Ah, has there been a black Willie mm. at K State? Yeah, in that outfit. Mm. I don't know. Now I'm asking
1: another question. K-State. Is it allowed? Have they had somebody try it and man. said, mm, you know what? This just isn't going to fit with the purple and white that we're trying to yeah. throw out here. Yeah, and something racial just, you know. The mascot has to
0: fit. And somehow we have become a target for mascots because the Sooner mascot, Boomer, came over to give us a little static. I really thought Cosmo was coming over here. I'm glad he didn't now because he is an athlete. So far uh, at this moment, we are not getting any uh, any mascot uh, trouble. We do have somebody on the text line that agrees with Zay, though, and says Taylor Swift is the most overrated artist of all time. Okay, again, yeah, I- just don't tell my kid that. We don't need to have any of that going on.
1: Yeah, the, the, the dancing is just very odd. There's that clip going around where she looks like a football- football player like she's bouncing up and down people say she looks like luke keefley like that's not Ooh. a good look that's not
0: that's that not, is not good, good. that's not good yeah. all right somebody's asking a perfect question to transition us into a crap bag so let's get you a quick crap bag here at big 12 media days
2: chad's
1: crap bag crap bag if you need an easy way to remember it just think of a bag
0: of crap Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678. Make sure all those mascots this football season are as clear as they can be. in beautiful HD, avconsultations.com. All right, so somebody texted Chad. Craig was talking earlier about how excited you were about the helmets that are on display. Any thoughts? example, the Baylor with the Matt Gold. So last year we did a full breakdown of helmets. We'll do that again after the show because i got to be in a certain mood. It takes too long. We can't do it before the show. It'll just ruin show prep. So The Baylor is going with the matte gold, not gold, they're going yellow, that's that's matte yellow for Baylor, we'll go break it down uh, helmet by helmet, but I gotta say, Zay, my favorite one so far is a newbie, it's UCF, they've got a sparkle gold paint, they got the sword over the top, the 808 on the nose plate, and it says something like charge on or something like that on the back, on the back of the helmet, UCF right now I think might be my favorite helmet of the day.
1: Yeah, the black and gold is very sharp. I expect them to have some serious colorways when it comes to their uniforms this year. They could definitely change it up and it could look fly. Now, Chad, I know you're going to you know talk about this after our show, mm-hmm. but just seeing what we see now, are you surprised that Iowa State brought the all-black
0: helmet? A little bit. A little bit. I would have expected them to go with that USC yeah. kind, of, kind of vibe, but – Think about it. I mean, other than Cincinnati and Tech, there's no, you know, that, that's a way to go, just mean black. I do like that black look. Uh, remember, because Iowa State's gone all black. They've gone all white right. with the helmet sometimes. So, yeah, a little surprised on the black they, there.
1: They usually wear black when the horns go up to A's. That's
0: true. May do it this year.
1: Uh, yeah. That game scares the crap out of me. T- that was
0: an interesting one, too, on that Longhorn schedule.
1: That's an ultimate trap game. There's three trap games that I don't like. It's Baylor, mm-hmm. Houston, and Iowa State. All of those games, Texas should win, but all those games being away games – yeah, they scare me a little bit.
0: All on the road, and that Iowa State game is off of the Fort Worth game.
1: Uh, Fort Worth
0: and Fort Worth, the names are back no, to back. That's tough.
1: People aren't talking about Hunter Decker's enough. Nope. like Hunter Decker's. I know he's a little roller coastery last year, but they had the horns on the ropes at DKR, and if it wasn't for that fourth down touchdown from Xavier Wordy and Quinn Ewers on that mm-hmm. beautiful whip route, who knows what the ending regular season record would have been? But Hunter Decker's the lefty. I think he's tough. I think he can surprise a lot of people in the Big 12 this season.
0: Yeah, 24-21 was that final in case everybody uh, everybody missed that one. Somebody texted, how do you think the new schools feel? This has got to be a huge step up for them. I was talking to somebody about that earlier. Zay, I think that's a fantastic thing to point out. Um, just this step up, man. You could tell UCF people are excited. You're in Orlando trying to get a little attention. Houston in the Big 12. Uh, and obviously the, the two schools uh, that will show up tomorrow with Cincinnati and, uh, and of course, BYU is here today, BYU in Houston, uh, but I mean, all four of them, you know they got to be excited to be in a power five. They're probably thinking, why are y'all bitching about this TV money we're hearing about? This is awesome TV right. money. We'll take that all day long. $30, 40000000 Yes, please. Yeah,
1: I think about BYU who was independent. Now they're coming to the Big 12. And, you know, they just had Zach Wilson, well, number two a couple of years ago. So they could get guys, and they could surprise you. Yeah, it's very exciting to see all these new teams And the last year. Texas and OU will be here.
0: All right, Zay, let's break off a a little bit from football. I want to get your thoughts on the NBA rules. We talked about them a little bit earlier, but now it's all official. They're going to do this this year. So rule number one, that second coach's challenge. If you win your first one, you get a second challenge. Although if you win both of the challenges, they don't give you that second time back. Right. You have to give it up the second time. I don't think that one's going to be that big a deal, but I do like that they're giving them maybe another opportunity. The one I want to ask you about is flopping. Here's the explanation of the flopping foul. It is going to be a non-unsportsmanlike tech on the team that commits it. The opposing team will get a free throw. Here's another interesting note. This turns into hockey in a way. The ref can wait until the next stoppage in live action to call it. He doesn't have to call it immediately. Yeah,
1: because you might be messing up somebody's transition points or somebody that might have an advantage. So, yep. yeah, don't stop the play. I like that. Right. So,
0: yeah, if the flop happens and, then, and there's a great pass inside for a dunk, the dunk will count, and then they'll say blow the whistle, flop, give them the free throw, and then they would, the other team would get the ball. The other thing to remember, no possession change on this rule. So if you're coming down the floor and you get called for the flop and you've got the ball, like you're setting up a play, you get you're gonna get they'll call get called for the foul. You'll get a free throw and then you still get the ball. Yeah, you'll get what it, the ball will be wherever it was, was going to be there. Um, also, coaches cannot. This is the silliest part. Coaches cannot review a flop. They can't say let's go review a flop. But say why did they put this in? It can be added on another review. They can go review something else and add a flop on top of it. Huh. I think that's going to get them in trouble. Or do you like that idea as an NBA fan where you're thinking, hey, if we see the flop on on the replay. Let's add it on. Do you
1: like it? Yeah, they need to take away flopping in general. Flopping is an absolute disgrace to the game. Shout out to Vladdy, Divac, Modern <laughs> Ginobili, LeBron James, some of the greatest floppers of all time. The godfathers. Yeah, man. Some of the greatest. Like what Vladdy was doing in the early 90s for Los Angeles, we've never seen that before. And he probably wouldn't be able to play this day and age of the game because he would have got hit with a flopping call like they're about to have in 2024. I love it. I cannot stand flopping. It's awful. And sometimes Sometimes it's on the refs like the refs they have to know with playing the game and seeing so much action what's a flop and what's not and it's hard to tell that at times which you know you get, gotta get some of these young refs out there i've always been vocal about letting these young refs get opportunities instead of these old ass dick bevela refs or hitting oh, and stuff like that wow uh, that's a joke okay if, if you live in a retirement home you shouldn't be refing. Hey, if you can beat Charles Barkley in a foot race. That shows a lot about Charles at that point of his life. So, yeah. And Charles
0: did go backwards. Yeah, Yeah, he he did. He did. So,
1: get flopping out the game. Hopefully this cleans it up. But you do not want the NBA game to be slowed down. I like the pace where it's at right now with the extra, you know, challenges and stuff like that. It might get a little slower. I'm against that. But we'll see what happens.
0: Somebody uh, texted in, flopping should be a technical foul. It is. A non unsportsmanlike tech but it is a technical foul somebody else texted in marcus smart's career is about to be over see how dare you
1: see he's one of the tougher ones he'll flop everybody flops at the end of the day he
0: does have a couple of the more aggressive flops we've ever seen yeah that flying one under the basket is one of the greatest of all time <laughs> i thought he
1: damn near broke his hip that right. night. That's, i couldn't believe it. it's hard to say somebody that's been defensive player of the year like to be mad at them flopping. But, yeah, everybody does it. You see it on every single team. Some do it more than others. And, yeah, you're going to get got if you do it this year.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, so that flopping rule will be in effect this NBA season. Hey, real quick piece of news here. I saw it. Thank you uh, for a texter on the text line. Texas baseball fans, Tanner Witt's coming back. Big. Got drafted later in the draft, a little too late for his liking. So he's going to come back. Obviously, the injury stuff's been a deal with him. So he's going to re-rack it at Texas for new pitching coach, David Pierce.
1: Yeah, let's see it, what the it, new pitching right? coach could do with Tanner Witt. I mean, we know with the Tommy John surgery that he had, he did not look like the Tanner Witt of old. So another year treating that injury, getting better, getting his confidence back, that's going to be huge for the Longhorns uh, when the season comes around. Yeah,
0: no doubt. No doubt. All right, uh, coming up, we will see if we can catch up with Justin Wells of Inside Texas. Sonny Dykes scheduled to talk at 115, Holgerson 145, Leipold 210, Aranda 235. We might bring you a little bit of each of those guys from the podium here at Big 12 Media Days. We are on the field at Jerry World, and this is the Horn.